All right, all right, all right. You know what I think is a very like cheap, uh, a cheap intro is like any tons of people on YouTube, you go to watch their videos and like, especially if they're a YouTuber, even the big ones, the beef I have with them is they all start by saying, what's up guys? Hey guys, today I'm going to tell you blah, 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 blah. And like, just come up with something a little more original, you know? So when I start a podcast episode, I try not to say, what's up guys? I try to, you know, maybe that wasn't original doing the all right, all right, all right thing. Um, but it wasn't a what's up guys. This is episode number 53 of the Don't Start a Band podcast. 53 episodes. This is my third week in a row doing my weekly podcast slash solo cast. Um, I want to start off by saying if you'd be interested in being a guest on the podcast, shoot me an email. Um, it's dsabpodcast at gmail.com. And I know that it's called the Don't Start a Band podcast, but really... Um, doing the podcast, I just love to talk to people about uh, things that they're passionate about, you know? So, yeah, I've had bands and musicians, but I've also had, like, tattoo artists and people who own clothing lines. And I've even had the guy on who runs the uh, Colorado Kendama page well, wearing my Sweets Kendamas t-shirt that you can't see, but... Um, yeah, so if you're interested in coming on the podcast, if you want to promote something, or if you just want to talk about things you're passionate about, um, let me know. Email is dsabpodcast at gmail.com, or you can just shoot me a DM. Uh, but today, well, also I want to say, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast uh, on all major streaming platforms, da-da-da-da-da, um, and subscribe on my YouTube channel because I am seven subscribers away. YouTube channels, Jake Backseaters. I am seven subscribers away from 100, and I know that doesn't seem like a lot, but if you have 100 subscribers, you can go live on YouTube, which I used to do with the podcast until they changed that whole rule. So, uh, yeah, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe on YouTube. Um, and, uh, let's get you guys on the podcast. If you have something you want to talk about. Um, I hope everybody had a good week. I'm trying to think of anything that happened this week, uh, in the world, but I can't remember right now. Um, hope everybody had a good week. One thing that I did this week is I went to see the one night only showing of the new Oasis documentary. And it was a documentary on their two nights that they played at Nebworth in England. Um, over the two nights they played to 250,000 people. And like back in 1996 to get, you know tickets and whatnot you had to uh it wasn't called pre-orders but you had to like submit to get tickets and i guess when they uh 
when they had their shows at Nebworth, a quarter of the population of England applied to get tickets to that show. Like a quarter of the population. Could you imagine a quarter of the population of the United States applying to get tickets to come see your show? I mean, that's that's insane. And I mean, playing to 250,000 people is pretty unfathomable to me. Um, like, that's a lot of people. But if you've never watched a video of anybody's performance at Woodstock, uh, I think it's 1994. But yeah, there's videos of Woodstock 1994 where there was 500,000 people. And I think I would piss myself if I played in front of that many people. But at some point, it has to just like become a blur because it's a sea of people. You can't even see the back of the crowd. So like, would I piss myself if I was playing in front of 500,000 people? Maybe. But also it might just, you know, blur out and just become a blanket of people. So, uh, but yeah, the the documentary was on those two, two nights that they played at Nebworth and all the people who applied to get the tickets. And then I thought it was really cool. You don't see this a lot in uh, authorized documentaries, but they had a number of fans who applied for the tickets and actually went to the show and it kind of showed their journey of them um you know everything they had to go through to get to this show and then the weekend and uh you know they definitely romanticized it and i thought it was really beautiful because i don't think many people put in that kind of effort to go see bands like that anymore you know like uh I mean, there's still some people who follow like Dead and Company, but people used to follow the Grateful Dead all around the country. They'd see fucking 53 shows in a year or something like that. And uh, I just don't think people do that anymore. And I don't know if that has more to do with the fact that there's YouTube and you can watch almost any live show on YouTube or if it has more to do with uh you know people not being as passionate about music because that's one thing that i've definitely talked about on the podcast is from what i've seen music seems like it's become this uh noise that you put it put on in the background because you're scared to be alone with your thoughts you know what i mean and i've i've talked about it a couple times but i remember when i got this self-titled blink 182 album i came home this i was in like fourth grade but third or fourth grade i came home i put that cd in my cd player and i listened to it all the way through didn't skip a single song and i was just like that's all i did i sat on the floor and i listened to this album and yeah they were my favorite band and yeah i was mesmerized but uh i don't think people buy albums and just make it a point to be like you know, I bought this new album and I'm just going to put it on and sit here and listen to every single song all the way through without skipping one. You know what I mean? If anybody ever listens to a full album nowadays, I feel like it's something that they put on in the background while they're cleaning or partying or, you know, whatever, reading a book. I don't know how people 
I mean, let me know if you can do this, but I definitely can't read and listen to music at the same time. I don't know if that's a me thing, like a multitasking thing, or maybe it's the fact that like I am a musician, so I overanalyze, uh, you know, the instruments playing and the songwriting and everything like that. So my brain just naturally gravitates towards the music, uh, but also I just kind of suck at reading. Um, I don't know if I have dyslexia. I, I'm pretty sure I have auditory dyslexia. And if you've never heard of, about that, that's because it uh, doesn't technically exist. But this, and tell me if you also have this, this is a concept I came up with because sometimes when I'm talking to people, I'm paying full attention, like 100% eye contact, paying attention, but they'll be saying something to me and all of a sudden it'll be in like it'll sound like a different language and i'll you know have to ask them to repeat it and you know basically be like was that even english uh and i don't know i don't know what the deal is with that but my theory is that uh you know just being a drummer and being passionate about playing drums I hear rhythms and sometimes I think when I'm talking to people just like the cadence and the way they say things sometimes like I hear it almost like a beat and then you know when people are talking to me and I hear it rhythmically it becomes not English so thus I have coined the term auditory dyslexia because I'm pretty sure I have it uh, but yeah getting back to uh, the documentary um, speaking of paying attention, one thing that I also thought was beautiful that they covered in that documentary is, you know, it was 1996 when they had these shows, so cell phones were little to none um, as far as, you know, the general population having cell phones. Um, so one thing they talked about and kind of romanticized was the fact that everybody there was fully engaged in watching the show nobody was standing there and texting or uh you know one thing that like i get it i get when people want to take a video it shows totally get it but sometimes it's kind of hard being the people behind the people taking videos because then i feel like no matter what you end up looking at their screen and then you're watching the show through the screen and it, you know, it's this whole thing um, like I said, I totally get it because you want to record this memory and like, especially if a band's like playing a song a little different, I get that. But the fact that in the Oasis documentary, they talked about people being fully engaged and just being mesmerized by them and watching the show. Another thing about people being on their phones, uh, during shows is, uh, you know, being on stage, I think, um, you know, people who aren't performers or people who don't get on stage, um, I feel like they think because of the lights and everything that the performers on stage can't really see them. But the fact of the matter is, is when, you know, you're on stage and you're watching a band or <laughs> when you're on stage, and you're playing a show, I personally 
can see everybody in there and I can see what they're doing um, and I can actually see you know if they're paying attention or not um, but that's where you know dynamics in the music and uh, accents and shit comes in handy because if you're playing a super loud rock song and then you just drop down a thousand decibels or whatever and you're playing super softly if somebody's on their cell phone and you do that like high dynamics and then just drop it down to like the quietest you can play if somebody's on their phone they're definitely gonna stop and turn and look at you because it it's just such a drastic thing or you know if you're in like a quiet bridge and it's flowing and then you just hit it with like a you know choked crash symbol and then you just launch into a loud chorus like if somebody's on their phone or talking to their friend they're gonna stop and watch you um so yeah all in all i would say that that documentary it was great because it was different uh talking about the or not you know talking about the fans but also having like the fans perspective and their story when it came to actually going to that show you know it was like five or six out of 250,000 people um so yeah having the fans perspective in it i thought was really cool um and then you know nobody watching the show through their mobile devices uh i thought that was really beautiful so i would rate the oasis nebworth documentary that i went and saw it was a one night only at the Mayan Theater uh, downtown. I would rate it probably, I would rate it either an eight or a nine. See, I'm not, I'm a huge Oasis fan, but I'm not delusional. But I would rate it probably an eight because one thing I love, like the documentaries I love, is I love when they have um, like, actual interviews with the artist you know what i mean because there's something about like watching people talk about something they're passionate about that uh it definitely draws you in so if you're watching a documentary and it's just playing like uh random footage and you know having people like kind of narrate it i feel like it doesn't connect as much as it could if you had uh you know actual interviews and stuff but uh, on the Facebook Live, I don't know who's watching. It's not the same as Instagram. It doesn't like tell me. Um, but let me know what kind of documentaries you like. Uh, yeah, so Oasis, Nebworth, I would rate it a 8 out of 10. Very nice, very nicely done. 80%, that's pass. And I know I tend to talk about Oasis often, um, but not only do I love their music, but I think one thing that that band has done for me, and I'm going to get really personal here, um, you know, a big thing that they've done for me is when I went through some really difficult shit at the beginning of this year, 2021, um, I went through one of the hardest things I've ever gone through. Um, divorce. I got divorced. Just, I thought I'd throw that out there. If I'm really going to get personal, 
I'm really gonna, you know, uh, shoot for the fences. I think that's a term. But anyway, when I went through my divorce at the beginning of this year, getting out of that, I, uh, I'm not gonna lie. I had zero self-confidence. Um, and I just, I felt lost and just, I didn't feel good about myself. You know what I mean? Um, and I was in a very low place and Oasis helped pull me out of that in a very, very big way because, you know, their music is amazing, but also like Liam and Noel Gallagher as people, um, I've, I've talked about this on the why them episode of the podcast talking about Oasis, but one thing I admire the fuck out of when it comes to that band is their confidence. You know, they came from nothing. They were like food stamps poor when, you know, they were younger, single mom, and, uh, you know, they started playing music. They practiced almost every single day. And even when they weren't, they started telling people that they were gonna be the biggest band on earth or that they were the biggest band or greatest band on earth you know and i i just admire that because it's belief in yourself which you know a lot of people might see it as cocky so take it with a grain of salt take it as a glass half full type thing that it was confidence and it was a form of manifestation you know what i mean like that's what they wanted that was what they desired and if you tell enough people that you're the greatest band on the planet 50 percent of them are going to believe you and i tried to do that when we put out the phantom ep i you know was on instagram saying that it was going to be big in europe it was going to be huge in europe uh we did have you know a few people stream it because I used to tag on Instagram. You can tag just Europe. And uh, yeah, so I, I tried to implement that. But, um, you know, at the beginning of this year, when I had that low self-confidence and I was in that low place, like that was one thing that inspired me was just watching them manifest this greater life. So you can take it for just that you know what i mean it doesn't have to be looking at it like it's a cocky thing you know take it for what it is it's a manifestation of the life you want to live and that was one thing i really started doing afterwards was uh you know and i know this sounds really cliche i know that but i started uh at least thinking about the concept of loving myself and wanting to uh, make myself a like a stable independent and I don't mean like financially independent or uh, you know what have you it more so is I wanted to be emotionally independent because I think I had that codependency going on in my last relationship. Um, Cause when we got together, I was 19 years old and I only knew how to be an adult 
with her. So coming out of this, I had to learn how to be a solo adult. Um, and it was really, it was really hard. And I gotta say, I'm still figuring it out. I don't have it figured out, but that was the first time I started really thinking about the idea of, you know, self love. And, uh, you know, I've always kind of tried to make myself a better person, but, um, that was when I really started like putting in the work to become that better person. And I know, I know that I talk about Oasis a lot and I do love their music so much, but that band altogether has just changed my life. It's made me want to be a better songwriter, made me want to be a more confident person. And, uh, you know, I owe that band, the entity that is Oasis, I owe them the music and everything for pulling me out of that place I was into. And, uh, you know, it took a little bit, but I, I feel pretty good about it. You know, um, I feel like I, I'm starting to gain that confidence. Um, and another, another big thing too, that I want to talk about, you know, on this subject is I had a really hard time with, uh, kind of being alone before if I wasn't working on music like I can be alone in the studio playing music no problem doesn't bother me but it was doing everything else alone that I really struggled with and really felt like I needed someone there with me all the time and like a specific example is you know we have a family day every Sunday and you know before I used to go home with my person my brother would go home with his person and uh, you know that'd be the end of Sunday family day but um, you know after the divorce uh, it would just be my brother and his wife leaving and in a weird like technically or I guess uh, literally and uh, mentally, emotionally, I felt like I was being left behind. And, you know, it was because they went their way and I had to go my way, which for the first time in many, many years was solo. I was going my solo way. And, uh, you know, that's one thing that I've, that I, you know, I had to work on and really get better at, and I feel really good about it. And, you know, when you go through any kind of breakup, uh, it's gonna be a little difficult, especially if you've been together for a long time, and if you've done so many things together, when you start doing those things um, without them, you know, the first time, it, it's like kind of hard because you just remember having them there with you and having that experience with them. Um, so yeah, it's almost like you gotta rewrite the story in your brain. And like an example for me was Waterworld. You know, I couldn't remember the last time I went to Waterworld, um, you know, not in a couple, uh, but uh, 
yeah, I went with my brother and his wife and some of their friends and, well, it was another couple, so I was playing the fifth wheel, which doesn't have to be fifth wheel. You could refer to yourself as the thumb, which is the most important part of the hand. That's what holds the shit together. And I was a shitty thumb at the beginning of, you know, the year. I was a really shitty thumb, but I became a better thumb. Now I would consider myself a strong, semi-stable thumb. So, uh, bringing it all back, I owe Oasis a lot for that, and I'm very grateful that I had their music and the concept of that band to, uh, you know, help me get out of that that uh post breakup sadness um so enough of the debbie downer bullshit um even though you know i think there was some good little tidbits in there that i shared and here's the thing too i always like to repeat this i am not any kind of like uh professional when it comes to giving advice I go off of my life experience, obviously, and my brain is always, it's always on the fritz. I'm always thinking and overthinking and philosophizing and trying to figure shit out. I don't know what it is in my brain, but I have this incessant need to try and figure everything out, which you got to get to a point where it's like, maybe there's nothing to figure out and that's okay. But, uh, I forget. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about the podcast, giving advice, yada, yada, yada. So, you know, I just like sharing these ideas because if one person can hear about my experience and maybe, you know, the things I did to get out of a dark place, if one person hears that and it helps them, then I've done my job. You know what I mean? I've helped somebody. And uh, that's a very, like, beautiful... uh, satisfying thing so if i can help somebody in any way if my words the noises that come out of my face help somebody then i'm happy about that so moving on now um what i've been listening to this week and first off i just want to say because they're a friend of the podcast and everything make sure you go and check out youth fountain's new single scavenger There's a video on YouTube for it, and the song is available on all streaming platforms. Um, It's a good fucking song. Uh, A very, like, kind of a heavier emo pop punk sound. Um, But the song is great, and if you haven't heard it, go listen to it. Go watch the music video on YouTube, and pre-order the album. It's called Keepsakes and Reminders and uh i have a feeling that it's gonna be pretty fucking awesome so go watch the video stream the song pre-order the album so what i've been listening to this week is uh my discover weekly playlist that spotify makes for me which i started getting into um you know this year i never really thought to to check it um Cause I never really listened to the like personal mixes that they make for you and this, that, and the other thing. But I have had more of a drive to discover new music. Um, so I started checking out my discover weekly 
And that's actually how I found that band Nightly that I have now talked about three episodes in a row. Uh, But listening to it, I have found a lot of great music, whether it's just, you know, one song or like a whole new band like Nightly. Um, But yeah, I my Discover Weekly was Fire and I listened to it almost all week. Um, One of the songs that really struck me that I liked, well, first off, if you haven't heard of Simple Creatures, it's Alex Gasgarth and Mark Hoppus. Um, They did their little duo supergroup thing and they had a song on my Discover Weekly called One Little Lie. Thought it was amazing. Uh, But one song that really struck me that I loved was a song called Friends by a band called Chapel um it's just a great fucking song and if anybody's interested in hearing some of the songs that were on this playlist uh they were all kind of in that indie alternative pop rock genre if anybody's interested please shoot me an email at dsabpodcast at gmail.com Um, I saved the playlist and I would be more than happy to send that over to you because I believe in finding new music, you know, and I'll admit I was very shitty about it for a long time. I would just listen to the shit that I knew I liked because then I couldn't be disappointed. But when I started listening to that Discover Weekly, it's, uh, it's opened that door to me listening to and finding new music uh and i think that's really important you know i think it it 100 stimulates your brain and releases you know dopamine and endorphins and shit when you find a new song or a new band that just strikes that chord in your brain uh and you know i personally am now a little addicted to that dopamine rush of hearing my new favorite song for the first time, you know? Um, but yeah, I would definitely suggest that everybody start going to their discover weekly, especially like, you know, if you're enjoying the music you're listening to or the genre you're listening to, just go and check out your discover weekly because you're going to find obviously more well-known bands and artists but you also might find a lesser known artist that has some amazing music you can go stream all their shit and support them that's that's how we get found nowadays is uh being put on playlists on spotify whether it's uh you know just a pop rock playlist or if you come up on somebody's discover weekly so uh please if you haven't already check your discover weekly at least once a week um because i would put money on the fact that you are going to find uh a new song that you're going to be obsessed about um so yeah check out check out the new youth fountain single pre-order the album and go and check out your discover weekly if you have spotify uh another thing i wanted to talk about just because there was a song in the uh in the last couple episodes of the show Lucifer, which I love. I thought that was an amazing show. I thought the the stories were all great. Um, and 
one thing that I absolutely loved about that show is the soundtrack. They had some amazing music on there. Um, some examples would be that Ex Ambassadors song, the one that's like, I'm a little unsteady. You know, I'm not in singing mode, okay? But they had like a remixed version of that and just like that song with the emotion of the scene that was playing, I think it's in season two, just fucked me up. And then another one that they had was, uh, it was that song Hello by Adele, except for it was a cover and somebody was singing it in a different language. I think it was like Swiss or uh, some kind of German, Eastern European, something like that, but it was in another language but it was Adele's song, Hello. Didn't understand a single word and didn't really know the song because I'm not uh, an avid listener of Adele. But uh, yeah, didn't understand a single fucking word and I loved that song. Uh, but one that really, really hit me hard um, was a song in the second to last episode. Uh, it was a song called Found by an artist called Jacob Banks. And just, it was playing, uh, you know, like a collage of, uh, you know, Lucifer and Chloe slash the detectives, uh, you know, experiences in life together, um, you know, their partnership or whatever. And it was playing this song that was just so beautiful um obviously it's you know it's a love song but uh yeah it's called found by jacob banks and uh you should definitely go check it out especially if you are like me and you are um how do i put this in the mildest of terms if you are seeing somebody who is making you uh happier than usual um that song's definitely going to strike a chord with you and uh if you want to earn some brownie points with this person you're seeing definitely send them that song that'll let them know that'll let them know how you're feeling trust me also fucking watch lucifer check it out here's the thing about starting a new show is i mean with any show as they're setting it up first episode first season whatever uh it's always going to be a little slow because you don't know any of the characters you're not really invested so it's going to feel like it it starts a little slow but trust me with this one this show is on a whole nother level i love that show i'm very sad that uh you know that it's over but it's on Netflix, and it'll always probably be there. So definitely go check out Lucifer if you haven't already. Um, so yeah, just to recap everything I talked about on this episode, uh, the Oasis Nebworth documentary was fucking awesome. I still stand by my 8 out of 10 ranking of it. Uh, because I definitely wish that they had like interviews, like straight up interviews with Noel and Liam Gallagher, um, talking about that Oasis confidence and, 
you know, pulling myself out of that dark place via the Oasis confidence and their music. I can't even say enough how grateful I am for it. Uh, make sure you check out your Discover Weekly on Spotify or whatever streaming service you have. Make it a point this week, next week, the week after that, whatever. Make it a point to find new music. Find those playlists and put them on just for the sole purpose of listening to and finding new music uh, because I think it'll just, I mean, the only thing it could do is add to your life. It's not going to take anything away. It's not going to take away the music that you already love. It's just going to add to it. So uh, make sure you're finding new music. Um, Definitely watch Lucifer. Again, I can't say that enough. Listen to the soundtrack. They actually have a Spotify playlist that has like all the music from the show on it. I would highly suggest going and checking out that playlist. Um, I'm probably going to listen to it uh tomorrow at work um and one of the most important things is make sure you go and check out the new single by youth fountain it's called scavenger and also go and pre-order their uh new album called keepsakes and reminders it comes out in november like beginning of november i think it's november 11th or something like that um i probably should have wrote that down but yeah, check out the new Youth Fountain single called Scavenger. Pre-order their album. And last but not least, please, if you enjoyed this episode, if you enjoyed the last episode, if you enjoyed the 20th episode, make sure you go and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps me out. I'm really putting in the work to grow this podcast and be consistent with it. So please help me out and go subscribe to the podcast on whatever streaming platform you use, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, this, that, and the other thing. Subscribe to the podcast. And then, you know, personal plug, subscribe to my YouTube channel because I'm also trying to be more consistent about that with my drum covers and everything. Um, And just, you know, putting up good content. Oh, fuck. I... I hate myself a little bit for using that word and sounding because I wouldn't consider myself a YouTuber. I would just consider myself somebody who puts videos on YouTube. So uh, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to my YouTube channel. And if you're interested in being a guest on the Don't Start a Band podcast, please send me an email dsabpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is dsabpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much. And I'm working on getting these guests in. But one thing that you can count on is next Sunday, it's going to be you and me, baby. Or, you know, whenever you want to listen to it. Uh, Follow me on Instagram, at Jake Backseaters, so you can watch... Uh, the podcast live, you know, and get a little taste for what the episode's going to be about. Um, I also went live on Facebook, so friend me on Facebook, bruh. Uh, all right, I'm going to shut this shit down. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, have a great week. <laughs>